You're listening to the Cairn 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Cairn University in just 10 minutes. Cairn University has a deep legacy in training men and women for missions work. A few episodes back, we interviewed Jack O'Brien, alumnus and adjunct professor at Cairn, who spoke about not only his personal work in missions, but how this focus is alive and well at Cairn University, even more broadly with some recent changes to Cairn's programs. Well, today we are happy to be joined by another alumnus in missions, Greg Akins. Greg graduated from Cairn in 1975, and for the last 16 years, he and his wife Betsy, who is also an alumna, a 1978 alumna, have been involved in missions work in Iceland. He also planned a fantastic reunion for the class of 1975 a couple of springs ago, and it's for these two subjects that we wanted to bring Greg in and have him talk a little bit. Greg, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Nate. Good to be here. Yeah. My first question is, which is more challenging, planning a reunion for the class of 1975 or missions work in Iceland? <laughs> I imagine <laughs> well, there one are two, may stand out. There, there are two different challenges. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Let me just correct you a little bit. Yes. Uh, we've been uh, involved for over 30 years in mission work, Ooh. 17 of those years in Iceland, actually. But uh, uh, we, we arrived in Iceland in 1985 with our three little kids. Um, and uh, that began the great adventure for us, learning the language, uh, trying to integrate into the culture and understand what the spiritual needs of the country were. Uh, so that was a challenge, uh, but every phase of our mission career has been a challenge. We've, we've served in Eastern Europe as well, uh, made a move there, then had to, for uh, family reasons, move back to the States for a while led a ministry under Greater Europe Mission for uh, uh, business and professional people. We were taking teams over to Eastern and Central Europe then. And uh, then in uh, 2008, we moved back to Iceland again. We were there for another five years. And then in 2013, moved back here uh, to the States. And we're still serving as field leaders for Iceland uh, from the States. So I make about four trips a year back and forth, and we stay in touch with people and mm -hmm. so on. Um, so that's, there have been several challenges uh, in all of that. Every time you make a change, it's different, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, putting the reunion together was just fun. <laughs> that was just, that was pure mm -hmm. fun. My, my wife looks at me and thinks, what kind of a strange animal are you? You like <laughs> putting these thing, kinds of things together? Right. And I actually do. Um, and it wasn't just me. I mean, I had uh, a lot of help. I got in touch with a couple classmates, and we just started getting the word out. And you were a tremendous help to us, Nate, just giving us you know information about where people were in the class. It just kind of came together. Yeah, and it really did. It was really fun. Well, you were there, yeah. so you yeah. know it was just it was just a great time. Yeah, it was. And um, we'll, we'll, let's come back to that in a minute because sure. you you kind of uh, piqued, piqued uh, my interest with some things about Iceland, and then we'll maybe come back to the reunion. Um, could talk about just for a minute Iceland itself mm -hmm. and and the country and mm -hmm. and I'm sure that it's really captivated you and it been and, and burdened yours and Betsy's heart. Uh, why has that been? Betsy actually uh, is a Gem K. She grew up in Greater Europe Mission, and so uh, when I met her uh, here at at Karen, I met Greater Europe Mission, 
And, uh, it, you know, it's one of the best-kept secrets of the mission world. You know, uh, missionary kids marry people and right. then bring them into the mission. Right, you know, right. that's, how, that's how our recruitment works. Uh, but uh, anyway, we were getting uh, the Greater Europe Mission uh, newsletter in our home. And uh, one, one day, while we were in seminary, uh, there was an article on Iceland. And for some reason, Betsy and I, we'd never thought of Iceland before, never, didn't know anything about it. And we started just praying about it. And uh, over the next like five years or so, God just would not let this go. And uh, I don't know, uh, God just stirred our hearts um, until we had to say yes to mm. the call of God. And um, so uh, we, like I said, we arrived there in 1985 with our three little kids. We didn't do a vision trip or anything like that mm. like people do now. You know, we just stepped off the plane. And there we were. Um, right. And Iceland is an interesting place. It's, uh, it's a small country, island nation, about uh, the size of the state of Kentucky, uh, 330,000 people in the whole country. Uh, Icelanders are descendants of the Vikings, so they speak the Old Norse language that the Vikings spoke. Uh, all of the Scandinavian languages actually come from Icelandic originally. Mm -hmm. So they're very proud of their history, their heritage, a very independent people, uh, ingenious people. Um, so they have a very uh, strong sense of who they are, and um, uh, they like being they like being independent. And uh, so yeah, so we've had the privilege really of serving there, serving the Lord there, uh, sharing the gospel, teaching, um, mentoring. Uh, you know, being involved in the ministry there, it's been it's been a real joy. Yeah, you mentioned before we started recording too that you're actually working on a book. Yeah, yeah. Over the years, uh, the Lord showed Betsy and me that what Iceland needs most is not a new church. They they need a disciple making movement, and so we've been trying to foster that in the last years. Uh, trying to fan the flame of a cross-denominational disciple-making movement. And this book is uh, something that the Lord laid on my heart to write uh, in Icelandic. It's a book that concerns the nature of the church as being organic and uh, the need to, of the church to make disciples as the top priority of the church. Hmm. We're hoping that it will be uh, practical and useful to people from every every denomination in the mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, that's great. And obviously, uh, plenty of challenges, I'm mm -hmm. sure, in the work uh, mm -hmm. that, you're, that you're doing, but many blessings as well. Absolutely. So if we could turn maybe for a minute then and talk about the reunion. Yeah. Um, I have very vivid and fond memories. Of, uh, thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's and great it's great to, to see so many alumni in one place. Um, mm -hmm. I guess uh, maybe in the uh, somewhat limited time that we have, what are what are the things that stood out to you from that day? I was so excited to get together with my classmates. Uh, there's something about college classmates, especially when you live on campus. You 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 don't have friends like that ever again. And it was neat for me to get together with people, some of whom I had not seen in 20, 30 years and realized that there was still a bond right. between us. And we, Nate, you remember, we sat around and we just shared. I do. Uh, uh, we just shared, you know, what has the last 30 years been like for us? 
And some people talked about how wonderful it had been and how God had blessed. And people, there were also people there that said it's been awful. And I learned things about my classmates that I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know some of the struggles that some of them had gone through, even, even in college. I was aware again of how important the body of Christ is and how important it was just for us to just be together and just hear each other. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Uh, just, just hear our stories and validate each other and say, uh, we love you. That, to me, was a highlight. Right. And we got it all in before the thunderstorm. Right, right. I remember, remember that. that. Yes, I do. Well, it was at, it, it was at a park. I don't know if we mentioned this. Yeah, yeah it was at a park, uh, yeah. which was great. And we yeah. kind of selected this uh, off-campus location that was convenient, but it allowed you to cook out, and it was a very yeah. relaxed environment. Do you think that worked well? I think it worked really well. Yeah, and it was great so to have people just bring food. Yes. You know, that yeah. was a great thing. You know, So we tried to make it as simple as yes. possible. Yeah. Uh, That's important. And uh, people... People came, people, you know, traveled at a great distance, actually, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, to be there. So right. it was really, it was neat. Yeah, I'd love great. to do it again. Yeah, it was that's fun. Great. Well, you, you, you can. Yes. <laughs> kind of part of the point of the podcast yeah. here is, is we're always available. Yeah. I would really encourage people to do this. Thank you again for supporting us and encouraging us. It was tremendous just to have, the, have you there representing the university. I'm happy to do it. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today, Greg. Good to be here. We appreciate it. And thank you, alumni, for listening. And if uh, there are subjects or individuals whom you may like to hear from, uh, please feel free to send me an email at alumni at cairn.edu. And we're willing to explore a variety of subjects here, including the uh, those as diverse as Iceland and class reunions. Hmm. Great. Greg has just left the studio, and uh, I wanted to take a minute to extend an offer to any alumni who are listening who are intrigued by the concept of having a reunion and tell you a little bit about how we're working this now at the university out of the alumni office. Each year we send out letters to class leaders who graduated 5, 10, 15 years ago in those increments as far back as our records reach. And in that letter, we invite them to host a reunion at any time they wish And we offer, of course, the alumni office support in those efforts. And we always encourage them to do, as Greg did, to have the reunion be in the way that uh, your class would like and when your class would like it and where your class would like it. So any reunion that occurs during homecoming, for instance, like this year's Corral reunion or the class of 1954 two years ago or the class of 1973, a couple years before that, all of those are born out of a grassroots desire on the part of our alumni. They weren't planned by the alumni office. We just supported the effort. A good alumni reunion takes good alumni leadership, and that's where you come in. So if you desire to plan a reunion, just contact us in the alumni office, and we can help get you started. I have several very strong recollections from Greg's reunion, and here is the strongest. Knowing how many remember fondly singing the university hymn, Greg suggested that his class close their event with, Great is Thy Faithfulness, and sing, we did. The volume was high, and the pavilion they were in was open, and late in that spring day, as the barbecue smells faded, a hot spring sun baked down on the pavilion. I couldn't help but think that several walkers who strolled by must have found the sight curious. Several dozen people, united in song, all singing boldly to their God. And I thought that this is really nothing new. 
the Cairn University graduates have always stood out as they distinguish themselves in their unique service in the church, society, and the world. Thanks for listening.